Hello, this is Bill Lytell, Senior Pastor of Gospel Baptist Church, with some wisdom for your walk. I want to deal with a hot topic, hot potato topic, seldomly preached topic, oftentimes over-preached or too severely preached uh, to new believers. But I want to reason with you, and if you're, especially if you're a relatively new believer and you misunderstand this doctrine, it's going to hurt you. You need to understand what God wants from you after you get saved. Once you come to Christ by simple childlike faith and trust in the work he did for us and his blood shed on Calvary and the resurrection from the dead, that God sealed him as a savior of the world, and you believe it, and you just ask Jesus, please save me. I believe. Help my unbelief. And you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're willing to return from your sin. You don't know what that means, but you're willing and you're sorry for the sin you did against God, you ask Jesus to be your Savior. He gives you his righteousness. He takes your sin. What a, what a trade. That's called salvation, being born from above. God gives you the Holy Spirit, John chapter 3, within you forever, never to leave you or forsake you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. So what's God's mission for us is to make us in his image, to make, him holy, to make us holy like he is holy. Be holy for I am holy saith the Lord in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. That's God's mission for us, to make us like himself, righteous, holy, pure, not just in position, but in practice every day. So as we live, God's mission is to cause us to be more and more like Jesus, and that's a process that happens, and it's a process of growing, process of understanding. And some new believers, when they get saved, many of them come out of the world, you know, out of the real dark, dark places of the world, if I may say that, sometimes really deep in the wickedness of the world. And it's, it's strange for them when they get born from above. They come to us tattooed from head to toe, all kinds of nose rings and ear rings and eyebrow rings and tongue posts and, and tattoos down to the wrist, sometimes full body tattoos. You can't get rid of the tattoos no matter what they say, really. It's crazy. You're going to have them the rest of your life. They can be a reminder of what God saved you from, and it can work for the Lord. The, the rings and the ornaments and the nose rings, hog rings, uh, ear rings, all that stuff that's, that's abnormal can be taken off and left, and you can shed that part of the world that has had its hand upon you, and that's no problem. It may take a while to understand all that, but that's where God wants you to go. Uh, and I can prove that to you, and I'm going to go through a few of the scriptures of the Bible real quickly here to try to help you. Now, I want you to know this is a very short dealing with a very long topic that is dealt with throughout scripture, so I want, to, want you to understand that. Uh, the basic idea of separation from the world, which is what God wants us to do after we get saved, is that we need to be different than the old wicked, sinful world. Stay as clear as you can from the symbols of their worship, their uh, wickedness, and their lifestyle. And they have symbols, and they have a way they dress, and a way they talk, and a way they walk, and everything about them. They have a complete lifestyle that's anti-God. The Bible says it this way in Romans chapter 6, verse 11 through 14, Likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin. I want you to notice that's up to you. God's not going to force this on you. He's not going to push it on you, but he wants you here. He says, let not sin, therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. 
Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. That's what you did before you got saved. But yield yourselves unto God as those who are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, if you're not under the law, but under grace. Now that's the condition of the new believer. 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16 says it this way. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance. In other words, you said you did these things, you put all these things on, you put all these ornaments on, you tattooed your body <clears throat> as a matter of worship, excuse my voice, in, in ignorance really, not knowing any better. But as he, as he which hath called you is holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation. The word conversation can mean manner of life, way, way you live. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy, saith the Lord. Okay, so that's one way that he puts it. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 20 says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. There's that word ignorance again. Because of the blindness of their heart. So they're not only ignorant, they're blind to the things of God. They don't understand God and who he is till they get saved. So you're listening to this. You've been born from above. You're saved. God's going to give you a brand new understanding of life. He's going to give you a brand new understanding of what's right and wrong. He's going to change your value system. He's going to change how you have fun. He's going to change how you talk. He's going to change literally your vocabulary, ultimately. In verse 19 there of Ephesians chapter 4, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, as all manner of evil, to work all uncleanness with greediness. Usually that has to do with sensual things. But ye have not so learned Christ, he says. And so when we get born from above, God begins to want to make us into his image and away from the image that we once had. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 through 18, it's a long passage. Basically, it says, Be not equally yoked together with unbelievers. And then it goes in five things uh, that you should stay separated from, reasons for that. And he said, If you'll do that, I'll be a father unto you. You'll be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness. There's that word again. That means to be separated from evil to God in the fear of God. So perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's, that's your New Testament exhortation, at least some of it, to separate away from the things of the world. Now, they would go back to the Old Testament because this is really an Old Testament to New Testament teaching. In Exodus chapter 33, 5 through 6, he says, For the Lord said unto Moses, saying to the children of Israel, Ye are a stiff-necked people. I will come up in the midst of, of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore, now put off thy ornaments from thee, that I may know what to do with thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Horeb. What a monster. They came out of Egypt. They had been in Egypt, which is a type of the world in the Bible. And they've been in Egypt some 430 years, and, and Egypt has started clinging to them. They started dressing like Egyptians and acting like Egyptians and wearing ornaments, and that's a hog ring, tongue pose, super amount of earrings, you know, eyebrow earrings, just putting junk in them, sticking stuff all over them, uh, all over their body. And that's what the world does. But when we get saved, that's not what God wants us to do anymore. He wants us to be different than those folks.
It says in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28, he says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh. That's tattoos for the dead. No, so let me read it wholly there. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor print any marks upon you. I am the Lord. That's obvious and clear verse against tattooing the body that God's given you. God's made your body the way it is, and he wants pretty much us to keep it the way it is. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 2, it says, I said, the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. And so I'm just doing this real briefly, kind of mountaintop to mountaintop to give you some idea where, where old preachers are coming from when they tell you to, to get rid of your hog ring and, and crazy amount of jewelry. I mean, a little bit of jewelry is okay, but, you know, start getting rid of the tongue posts and the hog rings and the massive amount of ear rings and the putting things through your body, piercings as they call it starting to get rid of that stuff and, and not do any more tattoos. Why they say that is because the Bible teaches that. That's why the old preacher says that. He's not crazy. He's not thinking this stuff up. He's not making this stuff up. He got saved out of the world like you got saved out of the world. Uh, he may not have those things as part of the world, so he didn't have to shed those. But a lot of preachers get saved out of the world. They had tattoos from they can't get rid of them. you got to keep them. As I was going back to this old boy that got saved in our church, uh, he used to wear long sleeves all the time because he, he was ashamed of them tattoos. And I said to him, now you don't have to wear long sleeves. Uh, we understand you've come out of the world, and we understand those can't be taken away. But everything else he could get off of him, uh, he had all kinds of other stuff on him, he got it off. He took it off. Started reading his Bible through every year. Started reading his Bible through twice a year. He started having the glow of God upon the old boy's face before he died. And uh, the Lord blessed the boy all the way home. That was a very normal and natural progress for the blessed Holy Spirit to do to a new believer who gets saved out of the world. Now, let's say you're listening to this and you have hog ring and you've got ear piercings and nose piercings and all these other piercings all over you that you had before you were saved. Does it make sense to you that God wants to call you into himself? And it makes, does it make sense to you that those things of the world, those things of the sinful world is what God saved you from does it make sense to you that you would, he would want you to get rid of that stuff and want you to move away from that and want you to be more like him? And uh, the, way, the way that you dress, the way you talk, the way you, how you have fun, you don't go to the honky-tonks anymore. Why? Well, that's the way of the world. You don't get drunk anymore. Why? That's the way of the world. You don't do drugs anymore. Well, that, why? That's the way of the world. You, you don't dress like they dress or the sensualness they wear with these uh, spandex uh, tights on that are indecent and immoral and wicked and, and sensual and cause men to want to lust on you. You stop all that. Why? Well, that's the way of the world. That's the way I got saved. Rather than getting mad at God or pouting about it, I just said when the Lord called me out, when he called me out of the world, I said, Lord, what is there ever your will? I'll do it. What you, what you want me to do, I'll do it. Romans chapter 6, verse 11 I reckon myself dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I no longer let sin reign in my mortal body, that I should obey it in the lusts thereof. And I didn't quit yielding myself as an instrument of unrighteousness unto sin, but yielded myself unto God as those that were alive from the dead. And my members an instrument of righteousness unto God, because I, did, I realized that I wasn't going to let sin and the, and the symbols of sin I have dominion over me. Uh, if I watch, if I used to watch, look at Playboys, I don't look at Playboys anymore. If I used to look at sensual things, I don't look at sensual things anymore. I have completely been 
changed as time was going on. Some of that took a little bit of time. I used to smoke. I quit smoking. That took a while. But I knew those things were just not part and parcel of what it means to be born from above. I hope this helps you some. Uh, we have love for the folks coming out of the world because we've come out of the world. We're not dry, legalistic dictatorship. We're full of love and the grace of God because God is wooing you unto himself to be saved and in eternity with him. May the Lord give you grace and some wisdom for your walk.